Hi, welcome to the Back to Biz podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sia. And before we continue with the second half of the interview with So, here are three announcements from four student clubs. The NUS MBA Healthcare Club and Consulting Club have collaborated to bring you a case-cracking workshop with Bayer Consulting. This is an exclusive opportunity to gain a hands-on, interactive, case-cracking experience with Bayer Consulting. It will be held 7th March, Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. at MRB 0304. Act fast as this event is only limited to 20 participants. The NUS MBA Diversity and Inclusion Club will be celebrating International Women's Day on 8th March, Friday, 7pm by hosting a panel discussion with industry leaders at the HSS Auditorium. More details to come. Are you passionate about energy, sustainability and looking to gain insights from a leading expert in the field? The NUS MBA Sustainability, Ethics and Impact Club is proud to present Navigating the Green Frontier Insights from a Sustainability and Energy Expert The guest speaker is Mr. Sunil Yadav, Sustainability Senior Director at KPMG and his masterclass will be diving deep into the world of sustainability in the consulting business. Ask your burning questions and get personalised advice in an unfiltered chat session with him as well. This is exclusively for our NUS MBA students, so don't miss out. Mark your calendars for Thursday, March 14th, 4 to 6pm. And now, back to the episode. So, okay, going back to what you were doing. So I saw that you were working with this software lab view a lot, right? Can you explain mm. in layman terms what this lab view hopes to achieve? Slightly go back to what I just said. So this is where like industrial approaches, then we have to develop a platform, whereas like they are, it's like kind of similar. If you look at from the financial perspective, also let's say you have a portfolio, you need to understand what is your portfolio doing, doing. is it good or bad? In order to do that, you need to collect the data. Same thing we are doing for PV system, whereas like we need to collect the data from the PV, then we do a perform stuff. So then customer really like it. So at all, as of today, we deploy 160 remote stations in 10 different countries. So mm-hmm. not just in Singapore. So in order to do that, like we have to choose, actually we use different kind of languages, like because we use in a cloud also. Um, mm-hmm. We use Java, Python for analytic, uh, JavaScript, React for the web portal. And LabVIEW is where it's based on a C. It's a software tools, software language. Uh, but the good about this is like, it's heavily utilized for the research and scientist field. For example, like uh, NASA is using LabVIEW software and hardware because that company actually is from US, by the way. So they provide a hardware and software to data collection and data distribution kind of a solution. So this mm-hmm. is where I we have to use intensively on a LabVIEW for the edge devices, meaning that like uh, data collection devices. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so LabVIEW is like critical part of uh, our infrastructure. So, yeah. I mean, moving away from all the technical stuff, what do you think is the biggest challenge solar energy 
is facing right now and how is the industry reacting to it? I will put it like local contest and a global contest. So Singapore, right, the major, the major uh, issue we are facing is the space. Because like we are very limited land, so we need to be a bit trying to think out of the box. Like we cannot have a you know other country like free football fee or solar panels, you know. Mm-hmm. So where are we going to put it right? And the space is so precious that like how can we juice out as much as possible? So this mm-hmm. is one of the challenge in terms of local context. Okay, the first thing they try to achieve if it's like all the HDB or all the blocks, right? They put the solar. But again, it's not not sufficient. So now it has been five years already. We are we call floating solar. So we literally put solar PV panels on a, a reservoir. So actually, it has a benefit for both uh, uh, PV system because it cool down the PV system a bit, mm-hmm. and also we cover the water body so prevent from evaporating of our water and uh, eventually what our we want to achieve is like we want to go offshore and we lay all the solar panels to retrieve electricity so mm, yeah okay okay and how about globally for example india right the problem they are facing is soiling soiling means like a lot of uh, air pollution causing the dust on the PV panel. Very simple. PV panel, if you don't see sunlight, right, you won't ener- uh, generate energy. But Singapore is different. It's hot and humid. So semiconductor, right, your phone, right, one is getting hot, one computer you getting hot, right, the performance drop. So mm. same kind of, uh, it's not a direct-to-direct analogy, but it's like mm. similar like this. So in India, right, this is a problem. Like, soiling is literally a huge problem. Then you will say, like, hey, clean what? But you go and see the magnitude of deployment. You know, it's like few or few of, like, solar, right? It's mm. not possible. Not that, I won't say possible, straightforward, do you know? Just go and clean one panel after another. It depends on the location. Uh, the challenges are different. But in general, overall, globally, right, one of the problems is solar panels become extremely cheap so that like competition is so high that like um if you really calculate from the finance aspect right you won't make any single cent by manufacturing the panels but still they are manufacturing so what happened very simple cutting corners it's like instead of using a thicker glass using a thinner glass and it caused like breakage in a i mean typical lifespan of solar panels is 25 years of course, they degrade uh, uh, year after year. But now, because cutting uh, corners and like going for pricing war, right? Now, it's enabled a lot of uh, factory shut down and a lot of company went bankrupt because of this pricing war. Pushing down the price also is not a very good solution in a sense that you cannot sustain anymore. Again, why you are lately, you see hearing like solar is very popular uh, because it's uh, economically viable. Yes. So let's put it that way. Like you can save the world, but like at the end of the day, dollar and cent. But now you are actually creating a snowballing effect. You know, you use a lower quality uh, to manufacture. Then supposedly this should 
with them for 25 years now and uh, you know as a advocate of uh, green energy right sometimes we cannot be a hypocrite my point is if these systems are not living to the standard of like their lifespan and they have to repower meaning that replacing the solar pv panel and stuff right my point is all these solar panels right now globally as of now is about uh, 2450 gigawatt installation that is like huge let's mm-hmm. put it that way in singapore end of 2023 it's only managed to install one gigawatt globally there are 2450 so this is a huge waste you know Recycling is not possible right now because solar panels are so cheap. If you do a recycling, it's more expensive than buying a new panel. So mm. as you are investor, are you going to buy a new panel or mm. are you going to like like recycle this, right? Mm. So my next question is like, this will be pile of or like this solar dumping from the so-called clean people. It's interesting because everyone was talking about, oh, you know, solar energy is so accessible now. It's, uh, you know, very economically viable. So you would think that's good news, right? But we actually, it's very, very interesting the, the insights that we're getting from you that actually this ease of access or this lowering of these barriers uh, has actually created more problems than than the benefits that it's supposed to espouse, which is, you know, clean energy and all. And then we have a lot of, a lot more e uh, sorry, electric waste and stuff like that. Oh, it's very yeah. interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. But at least we are moving in the correct direction. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have to start from somewhere. So this is where, mm. again, if you ask me, right, um, uh, maybe I will just link back why I have to go for MTech, right? This is where I think like when I created a platform application for all our customer, right? I need to understand the cloud technology more details this is where i go for um mtech uh, to be able to understand the software engineering how do you uh, actually run the project uh, software project not just like coding technology and what is the uh, right architecture or usage and so on and so forth this is how mm-hmm. why i went there and mm. Coincidentally, now I'm now reaching to, I start to see this financially hugely impact on the solar. This is where mm-hmm. I wanted to understand more on a business aspect. This is where I I, I came into an MBA to have a more knowledge on a, you know business aspect. So I have a technical aspect, but now I'm trying to bridge myself to, because nowadays, right, in a solar world, it's a very limited um uh, so-called expertise, and they don't talk to each other on the same page. Technical people say one thing, business people say one thing. So it's very typical. For example, business people, uh, business developer will try to get the project and they bring it in. And when the head of um, uh, execution team look at the project, right, they just want to drop that because, you know, the the site is surrounded by a very big uh sort of like a hill mm. it's shadowing the entire system so oh. are you going to generate yes yes oh my so goodness. business people they look at like oh looks like the customer has a deeper pocket like we can do it but then so <laughs> I, the more i am seeing this kind of uh, very silly kind of scenario uh, from 
uh, over and over times, I was like, okay, I might need to understand more about um, like business uh, aspect, how the business people actually uh, think and uh, what kind of knowledge they need to have. So this is where actually I am in for MBA. And how how has it been for you now that you have studied uh, FA and FM and then you can see all the whether this business is viable or not and all that? How, how has it been for you so far? I think it's a bit soon to say, but because like I'm still newbie on uh, like for example financial management, right? And also a financial accounting. I mean, thanks to you, like I have a zero 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 knowledge because like as an engineer, you look the number. And the financial people look at the number, it's very different interpretation. So in my defense, I'm only at the second semester. So I'm trying my best to appreciate, you know, what it's like. For example, like FM uh, course, right? This like MPV kind of things is like Mm -hmm. very useful way of like, look at the number. How do you budget and how do you actually uh, uh, see uh, to actually execute the project so not just mm-hmm. like technology itself like you need to understand like uh, opportunity costs and this and that yeah Mm-mm-mm. no that's i think that's good and i think the world definitely needs more bridges now especially for you for you right between the business and the technical team and all that mm-hmm. uh it's good so given how strong the sustainable energy market is looking like for the future have you ever been approached to to be part of a startup before yeah, I mean, uh, even for service itself, we have a spin-off company called PV Doctor because most of the time when customer came, right, not like I'm sick, uh, can you see my system? No, it's usually it's a major surgery kind of thing. <laughs> like, literally, one of the, like, I, of course, I cannot disclose where is it, but one of the solar farm, what is facing is they can't even pay back the loan they take from the bank because the PV system is doing very bad, the energy generation, they cannot even like, like claim back the loan, pay back the loan anymore. So this is where how severe, and when we go and talk to them, right, do you have a data monitoring or system information? There is very limited information. So we are so surprised that you pour in millions of dollars for this asset, but you do not have uh, some kind of, you know, like, uh, monitoring yeah um, like some kind of you know the, um, in this context yes monitoring or data for us to do the anal- uh, analysis to be able to identify what is the issue so it oh. could have been should have been avoided yeah I think uh, maybe now that you study the MBA you know you hang out with non-engineers you realize that a lot of business people is oh solar good okay install solar get savings move on and then they think about their next business development project or whatever yeah. I think it's not it's not as easy as just you know buy a sticker and stick it on, on the hole and then okay the hole is no, no longer there but I think a lot of people just simplify like to simplify things in their head so that's why but oh it's interesting that you, there, there is a, this this uh, PV doctor are you you yourself are you open to to be working in a startup in the future or are you very happy uh, where you are at Ceres right now no of course like um, if there's a opportunity which can again like, as I told you before right like last 10 years ago I had that chance to work on a, a project which will have a significant effect on a uh, 
um, setting community or application, I'm open for it. Like, um, mm -hmm. can be my next thing um, uh, to do stuff. Yeah. So probably also like I can move more on a business side as well because I have a certain knowledge about technical. So mm -hmm. I might be able to do more sensible uh, decision, business decision. But again, at the end of the day, we have to make money dollar and cent. It comes down to a dollar and cent. So bet. In order to do make dollar and cent right, you also need to have a domain knowledge, so called, so to be mm -hmm. able to make a correct decision. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm I'm sure a lot of people after listening to this podcast will be very they'll be very interested to get you on board if they have any sustainable or green energy startups or projects because you seem to know a lot at least for the monitoring yeah. side of things. Yeah, so you'll be a very important asset. So I think that's all the time we have. Uh, thank yep. you very much, so for 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 coming and imparting. I definitely learned a lot. I obviously I think everyone can tell I'm not an engineer, so I this this is the first time I know how solar energy works. Very embarrassing, but yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, same thing. You know, like obviously when I when I were in the accounting <laughs> um like class, right? This is literally my first time how accounting works you know uh -huh. my whole life right because like yeah i have no idea right why like for example like why you have to balance this two sheet and put in multiple <laughs> account to you know like i am yeah so yeah that's why i really like thanks to you and of course like the team uh, uh team member right so mm -hmm. um I, i'm really appreciate the help you provide i mean like during the discussion you guys are patient even though like we will be asking like like nonsense and damn questions. So thank thank you no, so no. much. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I think I think that's the beauty of the MBA, right? It's all the different yeah. disciplines coming together Correct. and learn and learning about what we do. Like it's so interesting learning about solar. I would love to sit mm. down and talk to you about uh solar and football sometime soon because uh of of the podcast we discuss a lot about football. But okay, yeah. before we extend the podcast further, let let please let people know how they can find you. So. Um, yeah, they can reach out to me through LinkedIn. Uh, my name is S-O-E-P-Y-A-E. -E. So you can uh, reach me out. But it's only these two words. Like the other day you told me, right? <laughs> when you're trying to find the uh, other, uh, this is the address name. So not not me. So yeah. So <laughs> my name is only S-O-E and P-Y-A-E. -E. So basically it's, I, I think, kind of uh, typical. Uh, the, the, the remaining two words is like for her is the flower name. So usually, like, like maybe in other, um, I don't know, uh, they just combine with a flower name to a typical name, then they become a woman or lady's name. So, so oh, please don't okay, mistake okay. them. Yeah. So okay, please don't mistake me with, yeah, with uh, like that address. Yeah. So okay, my okay. my I, name I, is I, only uh, S O E P Y. I'm yeah. sure people can tell the difference when they see that that <laughs> that lady who I don't think she's studying the NUS MBA, but yes. Okay. Thanks so much so for coming today. And that was the interview. It's refreshing to have someone so passionate about green energy on the show. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Join us next week for a new guest. This has been the Back to Big School podcast. Bye for now. 